Hello and welcome to the Kamalife podcast. Today is a very special episode. I converse with my friend Sargam Mishra who invited me to speak on her podcast The Millionaire Way podcast show. We spoke about everything from women's role in business to conscious leadership and my work on self love. I hope you enjoy the show and while you're here please leave me a five star rating review subscribe like and enjoy the show. Hi Meher welcome to the Millionaire Way show, show podcast. Uh, I hope you're doing well. Yes, I'm so doing fantastic. Thank you so much for having me. You're most welcome. You look phenomenal today. Thank you. So Meher, you know, uh, I want to know about your early life and how did you started off on your journey of entrepreneurship? So I believe entrepreneurship is in my blood. I come from a <laughs> business. I come from a family business. So uh, my father is an entrepreneur a lot of my family members are entrepreneurs so i think it was a very organic uh, decision if i made that we uh, you know we develop and become something we see as growing up so um, i think it was just a natural progression into what i wanted to be uh, i have seen garments manufacturing um, everything on the on the floor of uh, a manufacturing industry and that's mm-hmm. what uh, excited me and i took to fashion design and marketing in my degree and uh, launched my label meher and ridima in 2002 mm-hmm. okay so so as an entrepreneur and as a woman what do you think are the major challenges that any woman faces you know when she embarks on the journey of being an entrepreneur herself so as a role of a woman i believe we have to juggle and wear many hats and there are a lot of expectations with us so the feeling of uh, i feel pushed or challenged is inbuilt or you know the belief system or the social uh, subconscious programming is such that you know that, that that dilemma that are we going to be able to do both is always there but for me it was a bit easier because i saw my mom do it my mom is a very successful entrepreneur here in dubai and uh, since she was so successful at every uh, stage of her life and every area of her life i didn't think it would be difficult for me so i didn't uh, take it as a challenge i believed it was my uh, path as well to do something meaningful in life be it contributing to people's life through being an entrepreneur or being an author or whatever roles i play today yeah beautiful also you know um like you know your journey with the kind of book that you've written your journey as a mother um, like i know as a daughter as i know you know um, it requires a lot to you know stay rooted grounded so do you have your own spiritual practices that you um, you know go through in order to keep yourself cool calm composed in uh, you know playing so many different roles in your life absolutely So luckily and fortunately enough I have a spiritual master 
that mm -hmm. I have been kind of born into. My, it was my mom's spiritual master and I resonated with the path and followed it. And I got married to a man who also follows the same path. So that was something very consistent in my life. So that power of the universe is something I always felt. I always felt that somebody is there to guide me. And I am very much in line with what is wanted. But uh, somewhere along the, like they say, you know, you forget what you're here for. So I, I didn't practice. So my early years, I didn't practice. We are expected to practice meditation and a few other um, rituals as part of this path, but I didn't practice it. And hence, I was very lost in my early years, which I also write in my book, Come Alive, Don't Just Exist. However, I got back on the path about four, five years ago. I started meditating, started take caring, taking care of myself, started connecting to myself, started reading, journaling, prioritizing myself and my individual journey. And that's where I started my transformation. Beautiful. And I also see somewhere you've written a healer. So is there a modality that you practice or, you know, uh, do you do it through your work? How do you practice healing? Yes, yes. So in 2017, through a friend's guidance, I... Um, sorry not 2017 2009 through a friend's guidance i um, took to theta healing and theta healing is a path that uh, works on your subconscious programming the modality uh, talks about beliefs about limiting beliefs how to erase them how to dissolve them and actually reprogram yourself to help you serve your mission on this earth better so I learned that early on in my life in 2009. But then again, like we are, didn't practice it. I didn't practice it every single day. And uh, what I also learned along my journey, that consistency is key. Something you don't practice every single day, you will not be able to connect. It's like taking a shower or brushing your teeth. If you do not take a shower, you will feel smelly and sticky and you know you will feel dirty. And that's exactly with the mind and the soul. If you don't practice connecting with yourself, if you don't practice your daily meditation or the path that you need to be at, then you will feel disconnected. And that's what happened to me on and off up until about five years ago when I was not ready to be a victim anymore. And I wanted to take charge of my life and be a victor. And that's when I started meditating every single day. So, so, you know, you were talking about these limiting beliefs. So what were your limiting beliefs when it came to, you know, uh, your work or your life that uh, probably, uh, you know, moved you in the direction of healing? So I had a very strong limiting belief of I am not enough. And I didn't love myself for who I was. And this actually came to surface when I did a past life regression therapy session. I didn't know. I kept feeling something is missing. Even after I got married to the man I love, I felt something was missing. All along my journey, I felt something was missing. And it was so deep that it put me in so much pain for so many years of my life. But I couldn't see it. I couldn't understand what was that one belief. I was working on so many beliefs because I took to Theta Healing in uh, 2007. 
and from then I had erased so many beliefs but this one belief that I am not enough and I am I don't love myself was missed out I, I had not worked on it at all and I kept suffering 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 for I want to say 13 or 14 years of my life it was it was like I was in a prison I didn't know why I was convicted I didn't know what was the release date and all I did is wait for the time to come so I could re be reborn into the life I desire I didn't even know it was possible to be reborn in the same life and be the person you want to be by just shifting your mindset and shifting your beliefs wow you know self-love is so cliched when you talk about self-love to people they say oh i know about it but you discussing that this and you know telling about your journey i'm sure it's going to inspire so many people to look within and uh, you know question their own beliefs about loving themselves or not being enough you know this is it might sound very uh, you know something very small not being enough but it can create a big void within us and we can keep you know be, we can be in the journey of accumulating stuff or you know creating relationships that will um, you know heal us or complete us but what is required is you know loving yourself and feeling enough and i think that's where your beautiful book come alive comes in so share about uh, you know your journey of writing this authoring this book and uh, i am sure it has brought a lot of uh, healing and transformation for for people around you and those who are reading it so how did this book come up in your life so it was exactly uh, at the time of my transformation once i had experienced my transformation it was magic and I couldn't keep it to me. I felt the magic I've always wanted to feel. I didn't know how beautiful life could be once you are in love with yourself, once you're connected to yourself. Like you said, self-love is cliched, but how many of us are loving ourselves fully? How many of us are actually working on our personal growth? How many of us are actually meditating, taking care of our soul, taking care of our mind to live a life which we desire? and to become the better version of ourselves every single day. How many of us are actually doing it? So, you know, the awareness might be there, but people are still not pushing themselves to do the work it takes to be there. And this is what the book is about. It's about the five phase process, the five step process to self-love. We have to be patient during this entire process and it will get you there. It's not so simple as just doing affirmations or just doing a little bit of yoga or meditation. It's about doing everything to serve yourself, living consciously and understanding that you are your number one priority. So the five phase process written in the book starts with knowing yourself. The first is knowing yourself. What are you doing to, knowing your, to know yourself? It is exactly like the courtship with another. You need to spend time with yourself to understand who you are, what you are, what are you made up of, what are your likes, what are your dislikes. So spending time with yourself, within yourself, to understand yourself is number one. Number two is trying to understand your self-limiting beliefs. What are these beliefs that are holding you back, that are not serving you? Growing up, 
in a household with parents, grandparents, so many other influences, we tend to take on so many beliefs that are not ours. They are, they are not even meant for us. Your mom's beliefs becomes your belief. Your grandmom's belief becomes your belief. Don't eat this with this. Don't wear this with this. And these are, they have no, don't cut, like in Hindus and Indians, they're like, don't cut your nails in, in the night. Or many, many things as such after sunset, do not cut your nails. Of course, they must be having some relevance, but we tend to follow things without understanding. Once you understand, it is okay to follow. But there, there are many limiting beliefs that make us not who we are meant to be. And this is what happened with me probably. Because my mom's number one priority was to take care of the children and her husband and her in-laws. And that's what I thought was my priority. I mean, and we come from different generations. So, you know, I mean, there was probably no correlation to it. But I believe that doing this duty and uh, by being who my mother was taking care of everything else i would be fulfilled but sadly it was not true so we need to evaluate and understand our limiting beliefs that's number two number three is being able to let go dissolving the beliefs number three is dissolving the beliefs reprogramming yourself basically yeah. rebuilding yourself from scratch it's like we need to unlearn to learn kind of. Mm -hmm. So that was number three. Number four was letting go. Number four is letting go of everything that doesn't serve you, which includes habits, people, thoughts, activities. We do so many things without understanding that if it's serving you or not, is it aligned with your journey? Is it aligned with your thoughts, your energy? So number four is actually letting go of everything that doesn't serve you. And number five is finally falling in love with yourself for who you are once you have actually peeled all the layers. So it's a process and we need to be patient with it because every phase will take months or maybe even a year to understand and to let go and it's daily reflections. Yes. And, and it something could prop up again like you might feel uncomfortable with a with a co comment from your friend or your colleague or your husband or your in-laws or your parents and then you need to understand why are you feeling uncomfortable you need to evaluate so it's a continuous process of understanding yourself dissolving beliefs removing beliefs letting go and finally coming in love coming finally falling in love with yourself yeah, it's a beautiful process. And you know, even for my clients, um, these things really make a difference. You know, like you said, you have to, it's a journey. You know, healing is a journey. Loving yourself is a journey. But people start thinking it, you know, like you did it today and you might not have to do it tomorrow, right? So it's a, it's a process, it's a habit. And your book puts that together very beautifully. So another question, you know, um, most of the people think self-love is all about, you know, people who are probably in the field of uh, healing or, you know, are working on self-development. How are these um, actually practically applicable in, in leadership or in business? Because you, you coming from that background, I'm sure a lot could have been opened up using your process, even in the boardroom. Yes, so can you share absolutely. something about that? 
Absolutely. So my second book is actually going to outline and go go deep in this philosophy that you cannot separate yourself from your business. You need to love yourself to lead authentically, to lead with love, to connect with people. A business is all about connections. It's about how you connect with your stakeholders, how you connect with your uh, partners, how you connect with everybody. And you cannot connect with anybody until you are not connected to yourself. Until you don't love yourself fully, you will lack the confidence, you will lack the conviction to be the leader you desire to be. And even to move things, to take things to the next level, you need to lead with the culture of the organization. And the culture of the organization cannot just be words. They have to be aligned to yourself. The culture of any organization has to be a living and a breathing and an alive uh, story kind of. So you have to identify with it. You have to live it in order to serve your organization. And this is what I talk in my second book. And uh, it is very simple. The more connected you are, the more in love with you are with yourself, the more you will be able to contribute to your business and grow your business from a place of authenticity. You, you will not let, let ego, judgment, you will not let power, fame, all these things come in the way of your success. So it also goes down to as small as, you know, communicating with love. Like one of our values in our organization is love, empathy, respect. We have six values we hold. So every time we write an email, I'm evaluating if we are speaking with our stakeholder with all those values in mind. Are we honoring our values while we are talking to each other? So it's, it's again a process, exactly like the personal process. It's a process. And it's work in progress. As leaders also, we are work in progress. And we need to realize, we need to be patient, but we need to honor those things. And you are only, be, and you are only able to honor them when you are honoring your own personal self, when you are connected to yourself, when you are in love with yourself. Then you are unstoppable. You can feel the magic in your personal life. You can you know, create the magic in your company. So it's linked. It cannot be separate. In fact, I have a lot of clients who said that I cannot be the same in the house and at work. And I challenge them. I was like, why? Why can't you give the same love to your colleagues and your team members the, the way you can give to your children? Because with all the awareness about emotional intelligence, uh, the business is also emotional. It is a thriving, living organization. It's not machine operated like even if you include so many machines and computers there are people behind those and those people need to be served loved taken care of so it's very very important to understand that the more connected you are the more connection love kindness empathy compassion you will be able to give so it's what you have how full you are you can't pour from an empty cup so you have to be working on yourself to be able to give that to your company so beautifully said Meher and I think you know conscious business or conscious leadership is the way forward to a more loving world you know we've we've only seen consciousness or you know self-love or these things associated with individuals as of now but I think the way forward is to create conscious entities you know 
thr thriving communities like and i'm sure you know i must congratulate for for your upcoming book and i hope you know it is read by millions of people because this is what is needed you know uh, in my work on business chakras we talk about heart heart based business you know heart aligned business soul aligned business and this can only happen if one is um, you know ready to do this in a work is ready to connect with them with themselves first in order to share it with all the people who are working for them so i, I so look forward to you know this work coming up and uh, okay uh, one more question that i have is you know uh, when we talk about success you know people think in terms of money most of the time you know people want to become a millionaire or a billionaire that's how they see success but for you you know as a as a conscious leader what do you think is the energetic blueprint of success you know what should be the energy of success for somebody who is consciously living their mission and vision i think it's growth in all areas it's growth on your uh, soul level personal level and of course the growth of the business everything counts but it's very important to understand that your personal success will always supersede your professional success so the work you do with yourself the alignment the fulfillment the happiness cannot come from the outside you cannot tell yourself that once my company reaches a billion dollars i will be happy it doesn't work that way you have to be happy with today you have to be happy with the work you are doing you have to be happy with the contribution you are making to your team members your stakeholders and that will lead success in monetary form is a by product of your work and fulfillment it's not the other way around once you become monet monetary successful you cannot be happy it doesn't work like that but i think uh, unfortunately the world teaches us something else the schools teach us something else they 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 focus so much on the success on the career way that we forget that success internally is more important because only then will you be able to be successful financially so i feel it's very simple but it's probably missing i hope the school systems now are adopting and uh, are aware to cultivate this in um, the education system that that money or power or fame is a by product of you loving what you do of you being in love with yourself and you know, of you enjoying the journey and i'm sure you know the people who will be listening this podcast this is coming from somebody who has have it all you know she has a good business she she probably has those millions of dollars to support but today you talking about you know growth in every area of our life or self love or even you know i'll come to that topic the forgiveness fridays that you do you know uh, that's an interesting practice and i think it is so important for people to practice a forgiveness consciously and i see that regularly on your instagram you know you're doing it very regularly and it's it's a very sweet way of introducing people to forgiveness you know especially your people who go through your feed so you know let's talk about forgiveness and uh, you know how how it can bring uh, deep healing for people and how can it help so forgiveness is basically gratitude is powerless without forgiveness and i think there is not enough being said on it of course a lot of people talk about forgiveness but we need to understand that however grateful you are but if you're not forgiving yourself others 
then you will not be able to move forward in life because forgiveness is an act of forgiving someone but not because of them it is for yourself it is to serve yourself it is to release any kind of resentment any kind of guilt any kind of uh, negative charge that you have for the uh, other person so it's you are doing a favor on yourself by forgiving and letting go to grow and to release any kind of energetic bonds that you have with this other person so it's very important to keep forgiving people who you know you have a conflict with even in business even otherwise at home with anybody with your kids and of course topmost is with yourself you sometimes do things say things that that you later on reflect and say why oh, shouldn't have done it so forgive yourself and it is okay because we are all work in progress however much you have progressed in life you are still a work in progress you know like the many gurus say that you, we are just a speck of dirt in this entire universe so what are we so proud of what are we so egoistic about you know it's about today live today to your best self so forgive forgive people around you forgive yourself for anything you have messed up and i believe it starts with you when you are able to forgive yourself you will easily be able to forgive everybody else around you yeah so so rightly said because you know the compassion that you have for yourself is is what you can show to others you know so start with yourself i think you know for the the entire podcast um, people will have to listen again and again because there is so much being shared and there is so much um, you know depth in this particular podcast that probably people will be you know hooked on to it so one more question um, uh, meher um if you were to choose one practice or uh, you know one um, tool out of the out of the many that we've discussed which would be your favorite tool or process when it comes to mastering your inner game because meditation involves knowing yourself understanding yourself releasing it's it's like you know it happens automatically the more you connect with yourself the more wisdom you gain the more awareness you gain so meditation i think is still untapped the more people talk about meditation i feel the less it is because even if i go out today and between four people not even one meditates so i don't know what's the ratio going on right now even though there is so much awareness people are like we can't do it we can't do it i'm having conversations with people over and over again over years and they're like i just can't do beyond 11 minutes i can't do beyond 10 minutes i mean it's about training your mind it's about understanding that how it can become your superpower how meditation and connection with yourself will make you feel the magic in life i mean you know it's like until you don't have a baby you don't know the joy of motherhood so until you don't meditate i will not be able to express the love you can have for yourself and how beautiful and magical this life will feel so number one is meditation i mean even to become a more clear and a more confident leader meditation is number one for me yeah no i completely resonate with you i i say uh, you know connect with the i am within so meditation is nothing but connecting with the i am within and it is far more greater than connecting with anybody on this planet even you know to the best of mentors to the best of coaches but if you don't know yourself if you are not able to have a, a good connection with yourself you will fall short of success you know wherever at any point you are 
you know, their um, of your success at any, uh, you know, step of the ladder. But if you do not have that connection within, you need to tap it. Yes. No, I mean, it gives you authentic power to lead, to lead your company. And then it's like, you know, the people are, you're inspiring people every day. You know, when you become that person you aspire to be, you are inspiring other leaders in your organization. And it's all about inspiration in life. It's about how you are leading, how intrinsically motivated you are. These are the things that work in business. And when you are intrinsically motivated, you are creating and allowing people around you to be do that because it's all coming from within. And that only happens when you connect with yourself and you meditate. I mean, there is no other formula. It's so simple. The formula is there, but you have to just take the first step. Beautiful. Yeah, absolutely right. So Meher, you know, you have two beautiful daughters, right? So, yes. so how, how do you take these practices to, to your kids? You know, how do you share it with your kids? Because I feel, you know, every conscious person on this planet or anybody who has experienced themselves, I think the only uh, way we can, we can pass this information, and I'm sure you, you, have, you hold so much depth, uh, you know, through our children. Yes. So, so uh, you know, how do you make them practice or do they practice with you? So absolutely, um, we do journaling very often together. That's one thing I feel also helps reflection, helps being gra- grateful, helps the forgiveness aspect to come in. So they have journals, they have a lot of journals in fact, and they finish one and they start the other one. And you know how they say when you cons- when you energetically attract things, you know, things just fall into place. So every relative of mine just buys journals for my children because they're like, I think this is something you and your children will appreciate. And I'm like, thank you, you know. So we get these beautiful journals from everybody which are meant for children. They write their gratitudes, their uh, forgiveness. So that's a beautiful start. But what I have also committed to myself this week is that I will sit with them in meditation between five to 10 minutes before they sleep, which is extremely important. They do this on and off. They med- start. They have started the journey of meditation on and off between five to 10 minutes, but I want to increase it. They're 10 years old now, and it's a commitment from me to myself that I must invest this time and make sure that they are able to sit with themselves for 10 to 15 minutes by the end of this year at least. Yeah. You know, it's it's really important. I think uh, these are the people who will take the baton of, you know, conscious living forward. And as mothers, as parents, you know, we can easily pass these good qualities to them and they can share it with their friends. And you're doing a phenomenal job, uh, you know, as a mother, as a wife, as an entrepreneur. Um, uh, so, you know, in, in all of this stuff, who is, uh, you know, um, anchoring you or who who holds space for you when you are out of alignment so i have been asked this question uh, previously and i've been thinking about it a lot Uh, what i feel is my anchor is my mission that you know my reason to incarnate every time i feel a little disaligned or i feel a little lost or i feel a little bit you know thrown off or thrown under a bus i just remind myself i'm here on a mission I'm here to serve. I'm here on a purpose. I did not go through so much pain for 13, 14 years of my life for no reason. So I don't let anything impact me. I just, you know, keep life straight ahead. I take it head on. Any challenge that comes my way, I see it with um, what is the learning for me in this. 
So I'm very conscious about everything. But my anchor is me remembering that I am here on a mission and that's it. So nothing else can distract me. So I'm, I'm like, you know, I call myself a military officer, like, you know, on a mission, need to complete the mission. So I'm very, very focused and anything com comes in the mission, I will not, uh, you know, I will not go by that. So I will stick to that. I need, I will not do late nights during the week because I need to get up early in the morning, meditate, come here to the office, be on top of things, you know, be on my game and I will not let anything come in the way of it. Everything else are distractions, everything else are painkillers and I've lived with it before. I've lived on painkillers, I've wanted to shop, I wanted to try things, I wanted to travel because I thought that would heal my pain. But nothing heals your pain. You are the one who can heal your pain. So it's no point living on those painkillers. Everything else in life except your mission, your connection with yourself is painkiller. Because we want something in life, we are unfulfilled in a certain area in our life and we just take to painkillers. And uh, since I've experienced it, I will never go back on those. Beautiful. So with, with this um, you know, interview coming to a wrap, um, I would go to get into a lighter section, which is the um, rapid fire. Okay, so I'll be asking you your few favorites and you can answer them or you, you can describe them, right? So let's begin. Are you ready for it? Excited. So what's your favorite movie and why? My favorite movie. Yeah. So I like biopics mm -hmm. and I've been, I get very inspired and very hyper with biopics. Like I don't remember one, but biopics are amazing. I love uh, Mahatma Gandhi story, any story that, you know, that, that shows that internal strength can shift things. I love biopics. Okay. Autobiographies. Mm -hmm. uh, what's your favorite holiday destination? I love France and Italy. Okay. What's your favorite book? So there are three. Mm -hmm. Eat of the Soul, Untethered Soul, and Soul for Happy. Oh, wow. Yeah. I always take to them. They're like my Bibles. They're on my bedside. I always take to them uh, when I'm in doubt. Beautiful. Uh, who's your favorite mentor? Are you this person that inspires you? So I think there are so many. Everybody comes to your life for a reason. They teach you something. So I cannot pinpoint at one, but of course there's been family members, there've been people in the media and industry like Oprah Winfrey, Joe Dispenza, Bruce Lipton. I've learned so much from all of them. Mm -hmm. So it's always like the books that I read inspire me. So there are so many mentors. I think everybody talks to you and gives you a message you need to learn. So I would say there are many mentors. Your favorite superhero? It's Supergirl. I think we all <laughs> in us to be a Supergirl and why not? Oh, absolutely. I think you are one of them. I think this was the short, uh, you know, rapid fire. So thank you, Meher, so much for your time. And if people want to, you know, who are listening to this podcast, want to reach out to you, how can they connect with you? Thank you so much for asking this question. So I'm available online. Of course, I have an Instagram channel. Uh, I have LinkedIn, uh, Meher Mirjandani. Uh, you can follow me. And uh, my website, please don't forget to visit my website, mehermirjandani.com. It has a lot of free resources. It also has a self-love uh, quiz mm -hmm. to evaluate where you stand in your journey. Um, there are a lot of articles, a lot of downloadables. The, uh, 
the journal actually is a challenge, a seven-day challenge and a 30-day challenge. You can download the journal and start to your journey today. Um, so yes, there's a lot available everywhere. YouTube channel, my podcast, Spotify. Uh, <laughs> I'm Come Alive, the Spotify, where I post is Come Alive, don't just exist with Meher Mirchandani mm -hmm. and YouTube as well. Wow. So, so she's pretty approachable and you can connect with her, uh, appreciate her work, leave some love for her. And I'm sure you're going to take a lot from this podcast. So subscribe to the Millionaire Way podcast show and be a part of our uh, journey through this one hour of deep conversation. Thank you, everyone. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Come Alive podcast. If you've enjoyed the show, please leave us a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts and wherever you are hearing this. Please share it with whoever needs to hear it. If you are watching the visual podcast on YouTube, make sure you hit the subscribe button and the notification bell as well as leave us a like and a comment. I look forward to us talking again on the next episode. Thank you and lots of love.